You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast from Open Doors Canada. My name is Jared. This is the podcast where we discuss the persecuted church around the world, that is, Christians who endure discrimination or violence or oppression because of their faith. And if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you'll know we sometimes like to do episodes focused on recent news stories from around the world just to keep you updated on what's happening with your persecuted family. We want to encourage you to pray for persecuted Christians, and so today, we're going to be looking at a few specific people or communities or stories that we can be praying for. I do want to give a little bit of uh, housekeeping. Uh, If you want to continue to get prayer requests and to keep up with the latest stories, do check out the Open Doors blog at opendoorsca.org and follow us on social media so that you see all the updates. You see, there's a lot more stories there than we can include in the podcast, so make sure you don't miss out on all of the latest information. Secondly, I want to invite you to a special Open Doors cooking event, and it's on Sunday, August 15. So this podcast will be out on the 11th, so if you're listening to it right away, you'll still have a few days uh, to get into this event. On the 15th, it'll be a special night of Indian food called Cook With Them. You'll join a live Zoom webinar with Gary Stagg, the director of Open Doors Canada and a home chef. He's going to be walking through a simple recipe that you can follow along with at home. As you go, you'll learn about the realities of persecution in India and the struggles that Indian Christians are facing. It'll be a great time, and of course, it'll end up with a delicious Indian dinner. When you register, you'll get the Zoom link and a list of the ingredients that you'll need, and I'll make sure to have that link in the description of the podcast. So we hope to see you there on Sunday, August the 15th. Well, with that said, let's get to some recent news stories from the persecuted church. We'll go first to Nigeria. Now, we've talked before on the podcast about how Nigeria has seen an increase in violent activity over the last year, and that continues now. Just in the last week, A group of suspected militants have carried out yet another attack on the communities of the Plateau State, destroying crops, burning buildings, and shooting at locals. Nigerian Senator Hezekia Dimka spoke out about it, saying that over 10 people were massacred with their homes and their lands desecrated. There are Christian communities in the area that are of course traumatized and distressed. So we want to pray for the believers there as well as, of course, for the unbelievers who have been affected, and that the region will return to peace. Also in Nigeria, you may be familiar with the ongoing case of the Chibok girls. In 2014, 276 young girls were kidnapped from a high school by the terrorist organization Boko Haram. Slowly, some of them have either escaped or have been freed, but to this day many remain in captivity. Now last month, one of the girls has been released, which we thank God for, of course, but the conditions are less than ideal. You see, some of the girls had to endure forced marriage to their captors, and this young girl was one of them. 
her quote-unquote husband uh, surrendered to the army, the Nigerian army, to gain amnesty. And this girl, who seven years after captivity is now a young woman, went with him. It's not clear what's going to happen to her now. It depends on how the Nigerian court rules, but we will pray that she will be freed fully and that she'll be able to return to her family and begin the long process of recovery from her kidnapping. So I'm going to say a quick prayer for Nigeria, and then we'll move on. Gracious God, we lift up to you our family in Nigeria, your children who suffer violence because of their faith. We think of this community in the plateau state that endured an attack. So many of them have lost their income and their livelihood through the destruction of crops, with homes being burned and, of course, many lives lost. Lord, we pray that you would bring peace to this area. We pray that all those who lost loved ones and family members would be given comfort. We pray that the Christians in the community would have a chance to uh, increase their testimony, Lord, that their response to this would be one of love and forgiveness, and that through that, your name would be glorified. Lord, we pray that there would be protection there. The government would intervene against uh, the terrorist attacks. Lord, we pray that you would bring a holy peace to Nigeria. We pray also for this young woman uh, whose name hasn't even been released, who uh, is now freed from the captivity of uh, Boko Haram, but uh, still married to her captor. Lord, we don't know what the next step will be, but we pray that you would have your hand in that situation. We pray that this girl would be allowed to return to her family. We pray that the necessary healing, both physical and emotional, would take place. We pray that she would begin the process of recovery, Lord, and that uh, through this you would help her to grow in a relationship with you. May she become a young woman who loves you and follows you despite everything she's gone through. Lord, we pray that you would have your hand there, and through it all that you would protect your church in Nigeria. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we have a couple stories now from Bangladesh. I want to tell you about The Mission. The Mission is a local prayer house that is used as a church building for believers, as well as a shelter for orphans, and it's run by a few staff members. Well, in the last couple weeks, uh, Hindu extremists in that area of Bangladesh decided that they disliked the idea of Christians running a village establishment. So on July 19, there was an attack. All the reports say that the extremists charged the establishment with weapons, breaking in while the staff and the residents there were still asleep. They attempted to forcefully evict the people who were staying there, including orphans, and there was a struggle. Now thankfully no lives were lost, although one staff member was badly injured and sent to the hospital. Following that incident, the local pastor, whose name is Swapan, filed a complaint to the police. The police investigated, but have declined to file the complaint. A legal request that the Christians put forward for the perpetrators to pay a fine was rejected in court. And now in the aftermath of all that, the attackers are continuing to threaten the Christians if they do not move away from the village. Well, naturally, the orphans and the families who benefit from the mission prayer house are feeling very fearful about the future. As of now, Open Doors partners have provided them with emergency support, and around the world were praying for their safety. And elsewhere in Bangladesh, another church was also attacked in the same week. It was a similar incident. Villagers attacked the church with guns and machetes, 
breaking down doors and windows and demolishing an entire wall of the church. They were looking for the pastor, although thankfully he was able to escape. The attackers told the local Christians to destroy what was left of the church, but they refused. One Christian was quoted, How can we destroy our church? It is our worship place. We love Jesus Christ. We cannot do it. We cannot destroy our Lord's house. We will try to rebuild the church again. Well, that response didn't go down well, and there was a second attack on the same church. Similar to the, that last prayer request from Bangladesh, the local authorities and the police refused to help the Christians. So we're going to pray for these believers who are now living in fear of attacks. They feel helpless, and of course they don't dare to make any complaints to the authorities for fear of making the matter worse. Our local partners, uh, besides requesting prayers for them, are also looking into ways to uh, help these believers. So why don't we pray for them now? God, we want to pray for our brothers and sisters in Bangladesh, these two different communities that have both had churches attacked. Lord, we grieve that justice is not done and that uh, those who seek to appeal to the authorities and to the police have been rejected. God, we pray that you would make sure justice does get done, that there would be uh, reparations made. Lord, we pray for these people who are without a church. May they continue in fellowship. We pray that they would not feel discouraged about their faith, but rather that this would actually bring them together and make them stronger. We once again pray that their testimony would bring you glory, that there might be forgiveness and peacemaking there. Pray that those who seek to do harm to your children would be prevented from that. May you protect them. May you keep them in your care. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the last country I want to talk about is Egypt. There's two uh, sad stories out of Egypt. First of all, we want to pray for the family of an, an Egyptian couple, Shenouda Salah Assad and his wife, Maryam Assad. Their neighbor is a known extremist, and he spent months threatening and insulting them because of their Christian faith. And these threats culminated last week when Shenouda and Maryam were attacked. Their neighbor broke into their house, and he stabbed each of them multiple times. Shinoda was killed right away. Miriam is currently in critical condition in the hospital. We want to encourage Christians around the world to be praying for her recovery and for peace as she adjusts to life without her husband. Also in Egypt, we want to pray for Ihab Aidwaba and his family. Ihab was arrested right in front of his wife and children, and the reason for his arrest was never given, although it is probably related to his ongoing evangelistic work. Sadly, this scenario is all too common for many Christians who share their faith. His family was not informed where he was taken, and as of now, Ehab's whereabouts are completely unknown. So why don't we close off this episode? with a prayer for each of these two dear families from Egypt. Holy Father, we thank you for the life of Shinoda Salah Assad and for the life of his wife Miriam. We grieve that Shinoda's life was lost in this vicious attack. We thank you that he is now with you. We pray for the recovery of his wife. We pray that she would find peace after losing her husband. Lord, we 
can't imagine how difficult this would be, and we trust that you will protect your dear daughter. May you give the doctors in the hospital skill. Lord, would you give them the necessary knowledge to heal her and to bring her back to full health. Lord, we pray for their family, that they would uh, that they would surround Miriam with love and care. We don't know if her family is also a believers or not, but Lord, we trust that you will do a work in the hearts of her, of her relatives who maybe do not know you. We pray that through these horrible, horrible actions, Lord, that good might come of it. We pray also for Ehab and his family. Lord, we don't know where Ehab is now. We don't know why he was arrested. And certainly his wife and his children are living each day worried and fearful for the life of their husband and father. God, we pray, first of all, that you would uh, see Ehab released, that there would be justice done in this situation, and that he would not suffer from false accusations or false arrest. Lord, we pray that you would reunite this family. Lord, give them uh, give them the strength to endure this and the fear that will doubtless come after it, a fear of further arrest and further persecution. Lord, would you give them a sense of your presence and peace in the midst of, of such hardship? Lord, we trust that you will be with your church in Egypt and despite uh, everything that is built to go against them, Lord, we pray that you would Help them prevail, and that through the hardships that you would strengthen your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to thank you uh, for joining Open Doors on this episode of the podcast. Again, these are just a few of the stories that, uh, that are always coming out about the situations facing persecuted Christians. So please do give us follow on social media. Uh, go over to opendoorsca.org and read our blog posts, and you'll find out lots more about how you can be praying for your persecuted family. We'll see you again next week, and until then, may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org click get involved and then click prayer.